It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Monday, January 29th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. And wow, what a game. One of the best games of the season against the Celtics. Stephen Curry went offseason high 49 points, and Kyrie Irving made incredible shot after incredible shot on whatever the Warriors were throwing at him how Al Horford was excellent Kevin Durant on the other side was absolutely superb and we're going to get into all of that but first I want to talk to you about Locked On Warriors. You can check this podcast out on Spotify, iTunes, iOS, Google Play, and at LockedOnWarriors.com. Make sure you bookmark that page. You can also find us on Facebook at Locked On Warriors, and the Locked On NBA podcast is available on Facebook as well and all those other platforms, Locked On NBA Net on Facebook. You can also find me on Twitter at Koji Tare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, or at Locked On Dubs. I tweet from both those accounts. You can also get in contact with me at alikocarter11 at gmail.com. That's A-L-I-K-O Carter11 at gmail.com. Got a good show for you today. We're going to get into this Celtics game, including looking at the Celtics as a potential finals matchup. And also, you know, checking out everybody's, you know, stats. It was just an amazing, amazing game to watch. Well defended, but the offense was just better. And a nice round 109-105 victory for the Dubs. In the second segment, segment we're going to do the Young Guns Watch, formerly Rookie Watch. We're going to be looking at our guys three years into the league and below, including... Uh, Looney, who had some good minutes last night, as well as Jason Tatum, who obviously starts for the Boston Celtics and plays a major role as a rookie. We're also going to take a look ahead on the Warriors' schedule going into the All-Star break. And in the third segment, we're going to look at the devastating DeMarcus Cousins' injury. He tore his Achilles between the last podcast and this one. We're going to take a look at that including checking in on the Locked On Pelicans podcast and talking about the ramifications of this injury around the league and for the All-Star game. Boogie, our thoughts are with you. But back to the game at hand, I want to start with Kyrie Irving, who was absolutely incredible. 13 of 18 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3, and that last one was just a chuck at the end of the game that wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game. And he was making shots in the paint against everything the Warriors threw at him. Draymond, no way. Andre, done. With the left hand, Kevin Durant absolutely smothered him and it didn't matter. Klay Thompson, I'll get around you. And he was just special. 37 points total. 
uh, and was, uh, you know, he played 36 minutes, so he, his plus minus was pretty much the edge in the game. It was a zero. And, but you know, I mean, we can talk about plus minus, but the reality is that Kyrie Irving is a special, special player and had ice water in his veins throughout the entire game. He made some really good defensive plays, had a steal for assists, and, you know, they were good assists. They were, they, you know, I mean, we, we want our point guards to assist the ball more. Curry also uh, similarly only had five assists, but, you know, we'll get to Curry. He was, you know, absolutely incendiary uh but he found his guys he found Al Horford a number of times and we can switch gears to Al Horford because Al Horford showed why he deserved his all-star nod and I think Mark Jackson said something really interesting if we're going to ignore the box score numbers with Draymond Green then why would we count them with a guy like Al Horford who does a lot of similar things for his team anchoring the back line of the league's best defense uh, shouting out you know switches and and uh, quarterbacking really the defense and shooting 40 plus percent from three he made two of three last night and that was never a part of his game even going back to Atlanta a few years ago and now he's shooting in the mid 40s so that you just take it and you say, well, thanks, Al. Three offensive rebounds, 13 rebounds total, three assists, a steal. Well, three turnovers, but uh, the turnovers were from Kyrie Irving and Al Horford were untimely, but at the same time, the team only had 14 turnovers in the game. So turnovers weren't what did them in. It was just the Warriors were a better offensive team. But Al Horford, absolutely special. Uh, and he, he takes the game in stride. You know, uh, you, you you can never rattle him, and it showed on the court. Uh, he was just there, ready for whatever defenses were being thrown at him. A, cu- a couple of times he was double teamed in the post. It didn't matter. And according to Boston media, he's exactly the same in the locker room. He's a leader. He's a guy whose spirit and non-ability to get rattled really spreads throughout the locker room. And he provides a calming presence. And you can just tell. I mean, you look at his eyes and you just get a little bit calmer, you know. Uh, And you just you just trust him with the ball. You trust him with your team's defense and uh, well-deserved all-star selection for Al Horford. But back to Kyrie, the Celtics MVP, he had an offensive rating of 152, which is insane. Basically a point a minute, 37 points in 36 minutes. A defensive rating of 118, which is bad, but in a game that was as offensive as this, you look at that offensive rating and you look at the net rating and you say, wow, 34 points net rating. Absolutely incredible. On the other side, Stephen Curry had an offensive rating of 169 and a defensive rating of 112, bettering Kyrie on both sides. And obviously, he is our MVP, the Warriors MVP, recently named the Player of the Week for the last week, averaging 35-plus points and doing it all over the floor. In this game, he was 16 of 24, 8 of 13 from 3, and only missed one free throw, which would have gotten him 50 points. He missed the free throw early in the game in the first quarter, and, you know, re-watching the game and watching the highlights, and you you just think, oh, man, if he had made that free throw, he'd be 10 of 10 perfect from the line, and then also would have had his first 50-point game of the season. Four rebounds, five assists, two steals, only one turnover, and 49 Big, big points. He did it all over the court. And 
really showed why people need to put him in the conversation with Kyrie as, as among the best finishers in the league. Kyrie gets a little bit higher and uses English in a way that Steph doesn't, but Steph gets his balls higher off the backboard and uses that upper area of the backboard better than any other player in the league. Uh, he felt like he got fouled a number of times and, you know, his 10 free throws, most of them came at the end of the game when they were fouling on purpose. But there were a number of just acrobatic finishes that, uh, you know, he ended up on the ground. You know, I think he ends up on the ground partly to protect his ankle, to protect his body. You know, he'll fall on his butt and make sure that, you know, he doesn't land on a tender area of, of his body, such as, you know, his, his, his uh, ankle or potentially wrists or something like that. But there were a few times he got knocked. Uh, and Kyrie similarly uh, was fouled definitely by Andre Iguodala on a left-hand finish in the fourth quarter, uh, made that shot anyway. Uh, so, you know, we could talk about the referees and how inconsistent they are still, uh, but I'll leave that to Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy, who wouldn't shut up about it uh, and about the disrespect that the Warriors uh, and other teams give the referees, even though the referees are constantly missing calls, constantly fumbling, you know, potential situations that can swing the game. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't come into play as much in this game as it did in the game that the Warriors played in Boston, where Boston uh, shot 38 free throws, making 33. That was a big difference in the game. They only shot 33% from the field in that game, still won the game. Uh, but, uh, you know, the refs were not horrible in this game. Kevin Durant, 7 of 18, 1 of 5 from 3. He had 20 points. Uh, Clay Thompson continued his little mini slump. We can call it maybe a full-fledged slump now. He was 3 of 12. You want him to take more shots, but obviously Steph Curry got the ball and made things happen more so. He was 0 of 4 from 3, so that's the second or third game since his streak ended that he has not hit a three-pointer, only 1 of 1 from the line. Four rebounds, three assists, a steal, two blocks for him, and... Um, a block for Kevin Durant as well, a block on a jump shot, so I hope y'all took a drink for that one. Um, but yeah, Klay Thompson, not great. He is just not shooting the ball particularly well. Um, he seems like he's not moving really well, and so maybe another rest game might be in the offing for him. The Warriors are going on a three-game roadie starting in Utah coming up and you know he just I wouldn't say he looks tired he just looks a little off he looks a little off and and we'll see you know obviously Steve Kerr has a, a, the utmost faith in Klay Thompson his ability to shoot the ball and play defense as do we all uh, and Klay Thompson did a pretty good job defensively taking on for the most part Jason Tatum who did not shoot particularly well two of nine and zero of three from three. So the defense was there, although there were a lot of switches. So we can't give all of that credit to Clay Thompson. Uh, Jalen Brown, though, was very good, six of nine and three of four from three. So uh, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson definitely have some work to do on making sure that Jalen Brown isn't a factor if they do meet in the finals. And, uh, you know, Kevin Durant was his yeah, normal, normal game from Kevin Durant. I'm going to do Kevin as my Warrior of the Week tomorrow. So we're going to go into his numbers, his assist numbers. He only had two assists tonight, 
but uh, nine rebounds total to go along with his 20 points, a steal, a block, only two turnovers. Draymond Green, special as usual, six rebounds, uh, excuse me, six defensive rebounds, five offensive. 11 rebounds total, five assists to steal, three big blocks, four turnovers, and only 11 turnovers for the game for the Warriors. So their defense was locked in, their turnovers were locked in, um, or their movement without turning the ball over was locked in. And the defensive rating was a 110.5, which, you know, you, you got to be a little bit better than that. They allowed the Celtics to shoot. 14 of 28 from three, that's 500 if you have trouble doing math. And a solid .435 from the field. So uh, they did a good job of making sure that, aside from Kyrie Irving, players didn't go off inside the line. Still having trouble running people off the line, though. That's something they're going to have to look at. But it didn't really matter. They were out in transition. They were running. They made things happen. They had... Only 19 assists on the night on 38 made baskets, which uh, shows that there was a ton of offense that went into the ISO. But Stephen Curry was in the ISO a lot. He shot 16 of 24 and made eight threes. So this is something that we're probably going to see in the playoffs more. A a slowing down. It was a playoff type of atmosphere, definitely. But a slowing down and just giving the ball to the best player near the end of the game and seeing what they can do with it. And uh, last night, that was Stephen Curry. Uh, Like I said, one point off from 50 and well-deserved Western Conference. Player of the Week. Now we've got to take a break for our sponsors. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Adobe. At CDW, we get your organization can be demanding. We know you're in there. I know. The marketing team's outside my office. They want their Adobe update now. With Adobe's Value Incentive Plan, deployed by the experts at CDW, you can quickly and easily manage software subscriptions for the whole team. On Acrobat and Creative Cloud? All included. Cool. Guys, I'm coming out. Don't hurt me. For a satisfied digital workforce, you need Adobe and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash adobe. And we're back. We're going to take a look at the young guns on the Warriors and around the league. And we'll start with Jason Tatum, who the Warriors played on Saturday. Not a great game offensively. Offensive rating of 45 was worst on the team, except for Simi Ojale who posted an offensive rating of zero in six minutes. Jason Tatum, on the other side, played 28 minutes. And, you know, he's getting a ton of minutes as a rookie um, and making things happen for his team, but offensively was just not very good. But he was a plus seven, tied for best on his team with Al Horford, which means defensively he was making things happen and he was playing big minutes with Kyrie, who was just absolutely wonderful down the stretch uh, and Al Horford who makes things happen for his team but five rebounds a steal and only one foul so he was playing defense without fouling 
And he's out there just kind of making the right decision as a young player and, and gaining trust from Brad Stevens, who is a very good young coach. Um, you know, Jason Tatum is not going to win the Rookie of the Year award, but he's going to be the rookie that is the most impactful rookie in the playoffs. Just watch. Kevon Looney with some important minutes, only nine minutes in this game, but important minutes nonetheless, particularly in the third quarter. Uh, He had four rebounds in nine minutes, including two offensive. So he was making things happen for the Warriors offense, had an assist and uh, was a plus one in his nine minutes. So he played good minutes and, you know, I, I mean, does exactly what he's supposed to do. Like, like, when you put Kavan in there, it used to be uh, he's gonna trudge. He might make a mistake. He, you know, and and now he just he's so light on his feet. He's moving his feet well defensively, making the switches he needs to make. His arms are always in the right place. He's not jumping on pump fakes, and his body is just in the right place defensively. And so he's become a guy that the Warriors can really count on in his third season here with the Warriors getting more minutes and more important minutes than he ever has. Another guy who's getting more minutes and more impactful minutes than he ever has is Jalen Brown. Played 34 and a half really important minutes last night. He was a minus, or excuse me, Saturday night. He was a minus eight, but still was the most, the second most important player offensively for the Celtics, scoring 20 points, including three of four from three. He was a part of that 14-3 barrage that the Celtics put out. But didn't really provide much otherwise. Two rebounds in 35 minutes, no assists, no blocks, no steals. But if you look at the way he moves around and, and, and moves without the ball, he keeps the defenses on their feet and then on the defensive end is solid enough to be the starting shooting guard on the team with the league's best defense. That means he's putting it all on the floor and uh, he did so last night. Time to move on to DeMarcus Cousins, but first I want to talk to you about sponsoring the Locked On Warriors podcast. If your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, you need look no further than Locked On Warriors. The podcast world is on fire, and Locked On Warriors is no different. We're listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if that's your target demographic, definitely send me an email, alicocarter11 at gmail.com. I'll give you all the details, and our rates are super reasonable. So check us out. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. All right, let's talk about DeMarcus Cousins. This is some sad news. He tore his Achilles on Friday night. 
that's a six to ten month recovery period. So we won't see him until next season, definitely. And that is bad news for the New Orleans Pelicans, who are fighting for a playoff spot. And DeMarcus was one of the big reasons why they're in the conversation. He's uh, shooting 35.4% from three, 53% from two, for a total of 47% from the field. and He was. And 75% from the line he was grabbing 12.9 rebounds a game and along with Anthony Davis was set to become one of the first the first tandem to both score 25 points and grab 10 rebounds on the same team in a season. Here's a quick promo from Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast, where he's going to be covering all of the details here. Hey everyone, Jake Madison here, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. As you know, the biggest story in the NBA currently is the DeMarcus Cousins injury. He is out for the season. Over at the Locked On Pelicans podcast, we are covering this from all angles. How it happened, why it happened, what this means for the Pelicans' playoff chances, what it means for them at the trade deadline, their short-term outlook for the injury, the long-term outlook for the injury. So make sure you listen to Locked On Pelicans for everything you need to know about DeMarcus Cousins. Definitely check out Locked On Pelicans today, and there was an emergency podcast over the weekend, so this is really big stuff. DeMarcus Cousins is one of the biggest stars to go down this season, and uh, that's good news for Paul George, who made the all-star team um, as a pick by the commissioner after an injury pick after Cousins went down, so uh, Team LeBron just got a little bit smaller and maybe a little bit uh, more defensive on the wing. So that's exciting. Uh, and exciting for Team Steph because they don't have to deal with another big, big center making things miserable and, and taking taking his players out to the three-point line. But back in the real NBA, this is really tough for the Pelicans, who are currently tied for sixth in the Western Conference with the Portland Trailblazers at 27-22. and 22. They've had a pretty solid recent stretch of play, and DeMarcus has been a big reason why. But over the last 10 games, they are... Seven and three with losses at the Grizzlies, at the Hawks, and at home to the surging Clippers. And that game was actually yesterday, Sunday, the first game that they had without DeMarcus. So that's not a great sign. They lost 103-112 and fell to 27-22. and They got the Kings tomorrow before a tough two-game roadie at Oklahoma City and at Minnesota, then home to the Jazz and Pacers before a three-game roadie at Philly, at Brooklyn, and at Detroit. Then they're home to the Lakers before the All-Star break. So it's up and down. It's going to be some tough games for them. And you got to think maybe they make a move at the All-Star break. Well, yeah, we'll take a look at their roster and uh, see who could reasonably fill in that hole that DeMarcus, you know, I mean, they're going to become a much different team. They are injured up and down. Solomon Hill, DeMarcus Cousins, Tony Allen, Alexis Ajinka, and Ajinka would have been the uh, Ahinsa, I think maybe, would have been the guy to take over, but he tore his right patellar tendon early in the season. And so they're 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 hurting. Maybe Omer Ashik gets more minutes now, um, but he's a shell 
of the player that he was a few seasons ago with the Houston Rockets. And you can't really explain that drop-off considering that he's only 31. You know, he should still be in the prime of his career. But, you know, big men, they deteriorate more quickly than smaller guys. And so uh, you got to look at making a trade here, potentially, if Ashik can't be the guy that they need him to be. But he's played a number of seasons with Anthony Davis and has a number of a number of years of playoff experience under his belt as well. And so you got to look at him potentially making a resurgence. Tune in to Locked on Pelicans for all of the trade possibilities and definitely come back to Locked on Warriors tomorrow. That's my podcast for today. Tomorrow, I'll be previewing the game against the Utah Jazz. We'll also be doing our Warrior of the Week. As I said before, that's going to be Kevin Durant who has been absolutely amazing passing the ball, and we'll get into that. And then in the third segment, we're going to take a look at the Warriors coaching staff, including Steve Kerr and some of the statements that he's made about the leadership here in the United States, as well as some personal anecdotes that he's shared. So make sure you tune in for that tomorrow, Tuesday, and stay thoughtful, Hoops Heads. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. And together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you are looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.